want things to stay the way they are. Can't stop time, Wendy. Whether you like it or not. Did it. I don't think that's a bug. She is a fairy. Are you Peter Pan? Were you expecting someone else? I can fly! Is that Neverland? Is this everything you dreamed of? I could never have dreamed of this! place no rules no schools no bedtimes and most of all no growing up are you wendy tiger lily peter 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 captain it's peter pat never say his name Me? Just like old times. All your times are old, Captain. <laughs> Come on! Everyone, hang on! Did you hear that? That is one big. Welcome everyone to a brand new Disney Plus original movie night on Be Kind Rewind. I, of course, am Dan Teets, and I have not one, but two people in the booth with me. We have a full booth tonight. We have, of course, all, as almost always... Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, coming, and coming back for a second week... Cliff Jantz. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to talking about this uh, new Disney Plus original. Hey, we, we are excited to have you back on for something other than Star Wars and Star Wars adjacent stuff. So, in case you couldn't tell, we are talking about the movie that actually came out on April the 28th, 2023, to Disney Plus and Disney Plus only. So, this is Peter Pan and Wendy... The modern day reimagining of a seventy year old classic is that about right? I want to say it's got to be pushing closer to a hundred, but yeah. Then we have to check that. Yeah, I know. I like again. I don't want it's y'all's podcast, so I don't make sure y'all don't get the wrong. Oh, he's wrong on that. And get bad comments. So. Right. It's seventy nineteen fifty three. It came out. Okay. Oh, really? So it is actually a seventy year old movie that they are retelling. Oh, that one. I was thinking of the story myself. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure how old the story is. So it's probably it probably is closer to a hundred because it's a uh, Edwardian London. So late 1800s, early 1900s is where it is actually set. 1904. 
See, and and that that's why we keep you around, Kyra. You're you're our you're a fact checker. You're the person that keeps us on track when, especially when I decide to go off the rails, which will probably happen several times during this movie. It's just because my phone is always in my hand. So, how many times have we watched it in the two weeks that it's been out? Or no, no, it's actually almost a month now. Tag on. Um, I only watched it once. Same here. Okay. All right. Well, then I don't feel bad because I watched it once and felt myself starting to almost ball like a baby. But, all right. Well, let's go ahead and, uh, Cliff, give us your initial thoughts before we um, jump into the synopsis on it. Um, it's definitely one of my higher up on some of my Disney live action remakes. Uh, mm-hmm. It does have uh, some issues, uh, but... It is one I'm kind of disappointed they put on Disney Plus instead of releasing the theaters because I thought it would have been there's certain scenes that would have definitely benefited better if it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the acting, um, and for as much as I've watched these stories, cause actually I recently watched uh, the 2003 or yeah 2003 version that's not Disney related, but um, you know they even mentioned that and I never caught it at that time, but like. The fact that there's girls that are lost boys, that's the whole point. Um, girls are too clever to become lost boys. So, like, some of that kind of, I feel like they just kind of forced that when they didn't really need to. Mm-hmm. Because that's actually part of the story, you know. But as a whole, the performances uh, I enjoyed. Uh, the special effects, kind of wompy, but as a whole, it was a very enjoyable movie for me. I gave it a solid 7 out of 10. Okay. Kyra, what were your initial thoughts on it? Um, I liked it. I well, okay. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, but I thought it was so dark, like, um, in tone, kind of, and also like it was just dark on the screen. Um, I guess because it was supposed to be like real and gritty, but Neverland just didn't seem like exciting and magical to me. Um, and I'm, while I, I did enjoy it and I would probably give it a seven out of 10 too. Um, I just thought it was lacking some of the magic and the like light lightness and brightness of the original, which I mean, like there, obviously there's a difference between animation and live action, but mm-hmm. I just wish that it would have felt more lively. Okay. Actually, I got to agree with her on that. Uh, that's another thing. I mean, that's been the issue with a lot of these uh, live-action remakes for me. Is they just don't really have the same magic as the animated. Yeah. Well, I sat down with no expectations whatsoever because I'm not a fan of the remakes of any kind of Disney movie because they tend to be dark, gritty reimaginings that you don't want to actually watch. And I found myself getting into it. Um, and then when Jude Law showed up as Captain Hook, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, he's probably been all over the internet with all this in the last month. So if you haven't watched it, then I'm sorry I spoiled that for you. But now you know that there is a reason to actually sit down and watch this movie. It's, um, I liked it. It made me want 
to see the sequel that may be coming with the trailers that come that, that came out after the um or at the very end of the movie because they left it wide open for a sequel with mm-hmm. Pan coming back and Hook getting that big grin, but I'm jumping way far ahead in the uh, I'd say probably a seven and a half or an eight based on what I've watched in the remakes. This is probably one of the better ones. And it may be because it was on Disney Plus. They didn't have to worry about somebody sitting in the theater and picking it apart like we're getting ready to. So, with... Alright, and our synopsis, as always, comes to us care of Wikipedia. And it goes a little something like this. In Edwardian London, Wendy Darling spends her last night at home with her parents, George and Mary, and her two younger brothers, John and Michael, before going to a boarding school the next day. Wendy is unhappy with her departure and tells her mom that she does not want to grow up. Later that night, Peter Pan appears in the Darling's nursery. Having heard of Wendy's wish, he claims that he has come to take her to Neverland where she will never have to grow up. With the help of Peter's companion and friend, Tinkerbell, Wendy, John, and Michael all fly to Neverland. Upon arriving, they were attacked by a ship of pirates, led by Captain Hook, who wants revenge on Peter for cutting off his right hand and throwing it into a crocodile. Hook and his first mate, Mr. Smee, shoot at them with a cannon, causing them to fall from the sky, and Wendy becomes separated from Peter and her brothers. She later meets Tiger Lily and the Lost Boys, and witnesses the pirates capturing John and Michael. Hook and his crew take them to Skull Rock, and chain them to a rock that is to drown by the rising tide. Peter fights with the captain while Wendy, Tiger Lily, and the Lost Boys save John and Michael. Hook and the pirates are eventually chased away by TikTok the crocodile. Peter's proud of his victory, but Wendy scolds him for being reckless, and the Lost Boys tell her that he is a complicated history with Captain Hook. Retreating to his hideout, Wendy sings a lullaby to the Lost Boys, which accidentally reveals their location to the pirates. Wendy learns from Peter that Captain Hook was once his best friend, known as James, until he left Neverland and grew up to be a pirate. Hook's crew captures the Lost Boys and the Darling Children, while the captain attacks Peter, which results in him seemingly falling to his death. Hook reveals to Wendy the reason he never left he left Neverland was because he missed his mother and wanted to find her. Eventually he got lost at sea and was rescued by Smee and the pirates who raised him. When he returned to Neverland, Peter could not accept how much he had changed and the two became enemies. While Tiger Lily finds Peter and nurses him back to health, Hook forces Wendy to walk the plank and she flies away at the last minute under under Tink's pixie dust and the happy thoughts of wanting to grow up. Tinkerbell then spreads pixie dust across the ship to lift it into the air, allowing the Lost Boys to break free and battle the pirates. Peter arrives to confront Hook, and after a long duel, he finally apologizes to him being, for being a bad friend. When Wendy turns the ship on its back, which causes the pirates to fall off, Peter attempts to save Hook, encouraging him to fly, but without happy thoughts, he falls into the sea. Afterwards, the Lost Boys decide that they all want a real home, so they go fly back to London on the ship with Wendy, John, and Michael. Arriving at home, Wendy introduces the Lost Boys to her parents then talks to Peter on the roof of their house. Peter reveals that the Darling's house was his old home until one day when he ran away and never came back. Wendy suggests that he has to stay, saying that growing up will be his greatest adventure. 
but Peter feels that he isn't ready. He bids farewell to Wendy and the Lost Boys and returns to Neverland with Tinker. Back in Neverland, Hook and Smee are both revealed to have survived the fall. Hook looks up at the sky and sees Peter returning on the ship, causing him to smile happily. The end. Alright, so this movie is a retelling of the what we now know is a 70-year-old movie. I was caught off guard from the almost the very beginning because I thought in the cartoon version Peter comes in first and not Tinkerbell, but I'm probably misremembering that because it's been a couple of years since I actually saw it. But the fact that Wendy has already broken a mirror because she says, oh no, not again. So how many years of bad luck has this girl got if she's getting ready to get shipped off to a refining school at the very beginning, which is why she doesn't want to pack her bags and leave the um, nursery, I guess you would call it. Even though she does actually have her own separate bedroom because of the curtain, which is another thing that's different from the original um, cartoons. Um, the book that she was, that she was reading is Twilight Tales. I don't know if that's a real book or just one that was made up for this movie. Have either of y'all read that one? I have not. Okay. What did they have to do to get Alan Tudyk in on this film? That's all I want to know. Because I love Alan Tudyk in everything that he is in. Even if he is just a bit player. I don't know, I was actually going to be disappointed that they uh, went away from, as much as I actually enjoyed Jude Law, mm-hmm. I'm just a little disappointed as they didn't follow the normal Peter Pan formula of having the dad play Captain Hook. Because we've already seen Alan Tudyk mm-hmm. as a great pirate in Dodgeball. Mm. Yeah. So I was actually looking, because I feel like he could have eaten up Captain Hook as much as Jude Law did. See, I I almost screamed, and the only reason why I didn't was because my son was asleep when I was watching this, and I didn't want to risk waking him up and having an hour of trying to get him back to sleep. But when I saw Alan Tudyk on the screen, I'm like, and I know that's great for audio, but my whole body shook. <laughs> and I don't think I've actually seen him with a mustache, which was kind of weird too. But with it being yeah. like 1800s, 1900s, um, Britain. I think everybody that was a man had a mustache during that time. Um, like I said, I thought that Peter came in before Tinkerbell in the original because he was looking for his shadow. Yeah, I honestly can't remember because I, I can't even tell you the last time I watched the animated movie. <laughs> I have it pulled up right now, but it's not there yet. So, oh, you know what? Hang on. No, no, no. Sorry, this is like great audio. I'm making this podcast worse, right? Are you sure you want me? To... Yes. Um, I think you're right that he comes in first. So, um, I it didn't even register as something. My the very first thing I noticed, like, I recognized Alan Tudyk, but I'm not really familiar with like a lot of his work like I just know who he is so um like that was fun but then when I saw John and Michael I got so excited because they did look so much like what I remembered the animated ones looking like like that was like perfect so it was super fun to see them like playing and Wendy seemed so much cooler in this one 
Yeah, the the kids were spot on. There, there was there was no doubt that they did a great job of casting John and Michael, and the fact that even Michael had his or whichever one had the top hat, he grabbed it before he went out the window, and I was kind of a little bit leery when they started saying, "Oh well, just think happy thoughts." And then you just have them lean out the window and we could have a very dark and gritty reimagining of Peter Pan with one of them crashing into Nana's house. A little oopsie. Yeah, a little oopsie. But then, yeah, Peter remembers about the um, fairy dust. Pixie dust, excuse me. Fairy dust is something that we don't talk about on. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. And for once, they didn't leave Katie Nana hanging by the edge of her leash. As the kids take off, they they didn't sprinkle a little bit on her, so she was jumping up and then floating off and choking on her choke chain. So that kind of made me happy that they ASPCA stepped in on that portion. Oh, they could have they could have special effects that. Yeah. That's a verb now. So my first problem with this movie. And I know it seems like I've had a couple, but my first real problem is, did they turn Big Ben into a wormhole to get to Neverland? Because they flew through Big Ben, and then the next thing you know, they're flying over Neverland. Yeah, because it did kind of go more into a wormhole than just a fly-on-straight-till-morning type of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, because they they even say that second start of the right and straight on till morning, and then the next thing you know, they're they're stargating over to Neverland. But yeah, so Wendy, Wendy, Michael, Jan, Jan, and Peter show up, and I didn't know that fairy dust could actually or pixie dust could actually um, get washed off of somebody. Because it happens a couple of times during this movie that they either have the pixie dust washed off and they can't get fly. Off. Yeah, or, or it just gets knocked off, as happens to Peter, but we'll get into that later on. So, did either of you actually have the captions on for this movie? Probably. Yeah, because I think I watched it on my Fire Stick and it's set up for... So I watch a lot of Ted Lasso, so sometimes mm-hmm. I can't understand yeah. what those characters are saying, so... I naturally have it set up for that. Tiger Lily was actually speaking Cree, as in the Cree Indian tribe, which I thought was very nice that they didn't actually do like they did in the original Disney movie, how Big Chief Paleface Wampum, they actually had her speaking a legit, and I'm sorry if there are any indigenous people listening that was not intended to offend. No, because you were like, you're talking about the original, yeah. not culture. I, there's a difference, I think. But yeah, like, I was so pleased to see that, um, that they cast actual natives and that they used a real language and, like, were really respectful and not leaning into those harmful stereotypes. Like, there was no need for a 10-second content warning before this. And that made me really happy. Yes, because you know, if you've listened to our podcast, that we love to kill the content warnings to figure out why they did it or what they did or who they, 
who they were making fun of, for lack of a better term. So we then get introduced to Jude Law as Hook. And once again, a, another almost squeal, but didn't because Thompson was asleep. <laughs> because I didn't even look to see who was cast in this movie before I started watching it. Because I don't, I don't think they actually have the... Did they have the listing of the credits as like who was playing? Yeah, they did. They had they had the listing of the credits, but for some reason I never I didn't see um, Jude Law listed because I was probably taking notes about who else was on it. Um, so he comes out. He has his first knockdown drag out with one of his crew members, and then the next thing you know, the door to his um, to his office slash cabin has been put back as if it hasn't been knocked off. Because the kids, because the, that, so. <laughs> because the kids get dropped on him, and they tell him about rule number thirty-nine, which is no clocks. And I was kind of upset that we didn't really get TikTok in this as much as we did in the original, because that crocodile kind of made that movie. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of comic relief throughout this, mm-hmm. like at all. I think that's part of like. What made me miss the original? That it was just drama. Like, I mean, I think there were a couple funny things, but generally, it, there was like a great lack of comic relief throughout, and that would have made it super fun. It's definitely not Hook, um, yeah. which I thought about a lot while I was watching this. Yeah. I, I like what they did with Hook here, but uh, he definitely wasn't the comic relief that he is in the cartoon. Uh, they did play off the uh, the split that he kind of does in the crocodile's mouth a little bit. I, I I did appreciate that, but yeah, as a whole, the Hook character is definitely not the comic relief that he was in the cartoon. He was actually kind of scary. Like I put in my notes, like Jude Law is scary in this. Which watching the because tra- I watched the trailer when it got released, and I was not looking for like. I knew Jude Law was playing it, but as a whole, what I saw in the trailer, I was not looking forward to his hook. And then when I watched the movie, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. So my next note is when Hook has John and Michael, he says there are no children in Neverland. Um, Do the Lost Boys, Girls, Children, Unicorns not count as children? Yeah, I thought that was kind of a weird statement. Yeah. But then we find out later on the reason why he says that, because we're going to go ahead and jump ahead to that part. Um, Captain James Hook was originally a lost, which I kind of had that figured out when they took them back to the castle instead of the treehouse. And then you have them climb up the, the steps, and of course it's what was it, Jamie's room? Um, I think it was even just Jimmy. I can't remember yeah. what it was titled, but... but that castle was creepy. Oh, I loved the I loved the castle. I loved the fact that they had that instead of just a tree fort. Because it actually yeah. gave it more veritas and more doom and gloom because it is dark and gritty and you don't see... I mean, you don't have kids climbing up to try to get seven high on a bunk bed. They all seem to have their own rooms and everything like that. So, um, 
getting back to where we were after after the boys are dropped off in Skull Island, I guess. Peter and Hook have their first fight, and for some reason, you hit a shadow and it hurts the human. I I, ne- I never really figured out how that worked because that's not yeah. Because my understanding, Peter's shadow is the only one that kind of goes crazy. Everybody else's shadow is normal. I don't know why they added that in. Yeah, that's so weird. I didn't even catch that. Yes, and and it and they. They do it a couple of times during during the actual fight scene. So it's like they knock him and then they knock him down. And then like later on during that same fight, they do something that almost ends up getting him killed. And Peter says he never needs help. But of course, Wendy ends up saving him. But I did um, kind of like the lesson in the movie that like Peter has got to learn that he needs the others and he can't do it all himself. Mm-hmm. And I like yeah. how they made Tiger Lily so strong and so cool. Yeah, I did too. I sure I appreciate it a lot. So Captain Hook apparently has two coats because he had a blue coat when he first comes out for the initial fight, and somehow that blue coat changes into a red coat, but you never see him change it. And he's wearing a red coat for the rest of the movie. And I'm trying to think back to the cartoon what color um yeah he was in red yeah that was red throughout yeah i didn't even like it didn't even register that he had changed until just now when he said it and i'm scrolling through like oh yeah let's change oops so when tiger lily calls Peter Shadow, little brother. Do you think it's because they are both Cree and they are both raised in Neverland or brought to Neverland? Because Peter doesn't look English in this movie. I, I know he wasn't played by a English person, but do you think he, it was because he and Tiger Lily were brother and sister before he decided to start the Lost Boys? Or am I just reading too far into it? That never occurred to me. <laughs> I think you might be reading too far into it because Peter looks more Indian than like actually Native American. Hmm. All right. In, in my opinion, and but I think they just might have been some of the first younger people in Neverland, so maybe they connect, had a special connected connection with each other. I'm trying to find. So the actor is British. Um, but I cannot find, like, his heritage, just with a quick Google. Hmm. So. Alright, so, Peter is a person from the Indian subcontinent, and Tiger Lily is a native, or, I don't don't even know how to describe it now, is an indigenous person? Is that the proper terminology? Um, Yeah. Okay. I think in this case, because I'm assuming that she's, they're not in America, so. Yeah. No, they're in England. Native America. I mean, it's fantasy, so it, I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, they're in the second star to the right, so. Yeah. All right. So, once again, I've, I've, I was overthinking things, and but that's what I normally do. All right. So, 
Hook has a tragic backstory, which is that he was originally a lost boy, came, went out, came back as an older person, and that, and as a result, he vowed revenge on Peter. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he missed his mom. Actually, I appreciated that. Like, they added to his story without making it overly long. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe add another five to ten minutes to the movie, so it's. They did a good job of how they adapted that extra backstory for him, I thought. Yeah. Did it explain, like, how or why he came back? Like, we know he left because he missed his mom. But did he just come back just because? I don't I don't yeah, remember. It did, because I think he goes into a triad that how he left. Um, he was a boy. He was found at Lost at Sea, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, the ship that actually Smee was on found him and then he kind of worked his way up to become captain of that shit like he, he built their respect and and then he decided to bring that shit back to neverland yeah and i, I kind of liked it that smee did take he became the unofficial father for hook because he was always trying to look out for him which is not something that you saw in the cartoon or in hook yeah so he so he he lost a mom but gained a smee. So we don't know if that's a good thing. So Peter somehow dies is and 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 once again I may be thinking too much because Hook pushes him off the top of the. Well, he does swipe the sword at him. Yeah, he swipes the sword at him and he falls into. <laughs> Tink tries to save him, and she just disappeared. Because the next time that we actually see her, she's in Smee's little lantern. So I was trying to figure out where she went to when when Peter fell. And this is the second time that we find out that the pixie dust can come off of somebody. Because when um, Tiger Lily finds him, he tries to jump, and he can't fly. So where? How does he actually get regain his ability to fly if he doesn't have the pixie? It happens on the pirate ship. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I remember him having to jump off the cliff to land on the pirate ship as okay. it's taking off. But that, again, that's a little bit ahead from where we are now. Yeah. So I think somehow Pete tries to warn Tiger Lily and is able to send her a message. But I remember Tink getting captured in the lantern. And then that lantern eventually breaks, and she escapes. Like, that's how she escapes. Mm-hmm. Like his whole being brought back to life here, or regaining his consciousness, I guess, um, in the cartoon, she's not a part of it as much as she is in, in that here. Like she kind of helps in different ways here. Yeah. And I, and I think it actually it made it a better movie for that part because she wasn't just this little nymph that flew around she actually was a fully developed character that yeah you couldn't understand her because she's a because she's a fairy but with the exception of peter understanding her which you come to find out that you don't even know if peter pan understood her yeah but the the fact the fact that she had a defined role in the movie that she didn't really have in the cartoon. She was just somebody that happened to be there when Peter needed her, and that was it. Yeah, because I think mean, in the cartoon, he's she saves him from a bomb going off. Correct. Uh-huh. Like he's about to open a package, 
from Wendy, uh, and then it turned out it's from Captain Hook. And I think in the regular story, it's she saves him from drinking poison. And that's where the whole I, I do believe in fairies thing comes from. Yeah, because I, I actually, I think they think they start saying that at the end of Hook, don't they? I do. I do. Or, no, that's uh, the 2003 uh, Peter Pan. Okay. I knew it was in one of them that, that, that they start saying that, so... All right. So, meanwhile, Wendy gets captured. She gets taken back to the ship, and she is made to walk the plank, which we all know is a is something that didn't really happen in Pirates of Lore. And she gets she falls, and once again, this is using air quotes because that's pretty pretty true to the original movie, but. When she falls, she's in full chains. And then the next thing that you see, she's got no chains and she gra- and she has a sword. How did any of this happen? See, I didn't notice that she had a sword tonight. I just assumed. Because it, it was when she lands on the side of the boat, before Tink starts sprinkling the entire ship with pixie dust to make it start floating and then doing all of its roller coaster ride which is something that we will get into and then we have our big climactic fight and did either of you notice that toodles actually shot the shot the arrow backwards no no i didn't know he he, if you're picking up on all the details (laughs) details <laughs> from this and, you know, like we're paying attention to the story you're noticing everything in the background <laughs> clothes colors and everything. I'm sorry well I watched this like a week ago too so I'm like like oh no I don't remember that I don't remember that so so when she like walks the plank and then she gets the pixie dust she actually doesn't have a sword in her hand I think she gets that later like after the battle starts Um, but I, uh, at the start of the fight, one of the pirates is like, oh, they're fighting again. Wake me up if one of them kills the other. Yeah. That made me laugh. It's like, oh, I needed that. Yeah. So yeah, Toodles shot the arrow backwards because the way that he actually had it, he had it so that it was coming off of the bow part or the, um, not the part that you draw back. And you'll see that, hopefully. See, now i got to rewatch this movie after we get done with this. <laughs> like, for some of these details. Did either of you actually notice what Hook had in his cabin? Uh-uh. A crocodile skull. Oh, wow. Because when they were fighting inside, when Wendy turns the steering wheel on the ship, and the ship starts to somehow turn end over end, which is not how a... I could be wrong, but... If you turn a steering wheel on a ship, doesn't it turn left and right instead of yeah. 360 and upside down? Yeah. But not, when it's flying, who knows what it could do? Yeah. Right. You're not supposed to think about that, Dan. But it, but it's during that part of the actual fight that a crocodile skull falls to the ceiling of the cabin, and they're fighting around it. And I was like. So did Hook just go willy-nilly killing crocodiles around Neverland, hoping that one of them would have his hand? Like in Happy Gilmore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
Well, I know what I'm watching later. Happy Gilmore? Yep. Hey, it actually is a pirate movie. So it also brings the question is, how long back, was he back in Neverland before he lost his... Yeah. This this is this is a very good question that is never addressed because we don't really know how old do you think he's supposed to be in this movie? Well, I mean, obviously, when he comes back to Neverland, he quits aging. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, they, but they never really added that. Like, okay, he was in Neverland, left Neverland, came back mm-hmm. to his story. Like, he's always just been a pirate in Neverland. And I think in the original story, like the pirates are actually lost boys that did grow up, but at the same time. Did they have to leave Neverland to grow up and then come back type of thing? I don't know. So, of course, Peter wins. He takes possession of whatever Hook's ship is. I've, I've never actually learned the name of the... Is it? It's not the Jolly Roger, is it? Or, no. Is it, the Black Pearl is Jack Sparrow's. Please write in to us if you know the answer to this, and we will read it on a future episode. Because I am drawing a complete blank on this now. This is going to drive me crazy. Keep talking, I'll find it. So, okay, it is. It uh, is a Jolly Roger? The character is a pirate captain of the brig Jolly Roger. Okay, so Dan actually got something right. Wow. This never I just happened. assumed that was like other pirate ships too, but I, uh... yeah. So Peter wins... They flip the entire crew out of the ship with the 360 wheel turn, which defies physics and logic. But, I mean, if you got it floating on pixie dust, what do you expect? And so they set sail for the second star, second star on the left, which they actually get into a fight over, where whether yeah. it's left or right, to get home. I actually did enjoy that scene a lot. Yeah, that's fun. It provided some good humor. Yeah. And... So all of this actually takes place in how long in Earth time? Are we talking like an hour, two hours, a day? I think it's... Like and that's ne- what I'm not sure. I know in other adaptations, it almost seems like they're in Neverland for the extent of a night. Mm-hmm. Like I'm basing this on Hook, which is like my favorite Peter Pan adaptation, where yeah. he goes to Neverland at nighttime, uh, the mom of the children are freaking out so she sleeps in the bed and she's still there in the morning mm-hmm. so they're in neverland for a few days before they come back and it's all in the span of a night okay yeah so i think it's, it's a hint at the fact that all this kind of takes place in dreams almost so you could be there as long as you want but you're going to come back at the same time you left in a certain yeah the parents like the mom wakes up yeah when she almost acts like the kids aren't even gone but it's like still nighttime yeah in the so. Yeah, and of course Alan Tudyk freaks out because he hears something on the roof and this is where, or he hears something in the bedroom and comes in and finds 37 children in his house, which is definitely not what he was expecting to find <laughs> when he walks up to Jan and Michael and Wendy's room. And so they drop all the lost kids off. Peter says he can't stay there because... He and Hook need to make up and fight on for the rest of time, and so that we will have a Peter Pan and Wendy 2 coming soon to Disney+. And we get the reveal of why Peter has come back. It's because this used to be his house when he actually lived here, which really made things interesting. 
Because if he is actually a person of Indian descent, how did he get to London to live in England? Now my mind's just like totally blown on all of it. Um, I'm glad that there are people like you, Dan, who consider these things because I'm just like, sure, yeah. <laughs> As I'm watching it, it's like, I accept this and I have no questions. And so right before Peter comes back to Neverland, we get the title of the movie get scratched into the bricks on the chimney. And as I relayed earlier, the possible sequel is hinted at when Peter flies the Jolly Roger over and only Smee and Captain Hook have survived the fall. Which makes for a very dull place because you've only got Tiger Lily. You didn't even have the mermaids in this one. I just realized that. Yeah, I, I think they were there at the beginning, but they weren't in it for very long. Because because they didn't try to pull it um Wendy's clothes like they did in the cartoon. No, I think they actually saved her, and it's kind of just a little bit different, hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. I watched it the first night it came out, so. But yeah, that that's Peter Pan and Wendy, as broken down by the three of us. I'm sorry I pulled pieces out that no one saw, but it'll give you a reason to go back and watch it again. Um, one thing I was a little disappointed with uh, towards the end of the movie, um, it's one thing I always appreciated about the cartoon was Mr. Darling looking up at the pirate ship and saying he's seen that ship before. Kind of like taking back, okay, he, well, he went to Neverland himself. Uh, and I kind of was a little disappointed that Alan uh, Tudyk didn't like his Mr. Darling didn't have that same response. Yeah, I think the only problem that I had with the Mr. Darling in this movie was the fact that it wasn't, that he was way too rigid on what he believed. And that yeah. he, I mean, even if he did see it, but he still was like, oh, it must be a piece of, to quote a Christmas carol, a piece of ill-eaten beef or something like that. So it's it's not, it wasn't what, he saw, he just thought that he... Because uh, that's all the point. It's like, he was such a rigid dad. And then he saw that, and he almost got, like, a piece of his childhood back mm-hmm. in the cartoon. And then here, he kind of just... Yeah. Just kind of still... With a character, or an actor like Alan Tudyk, it's like, you could at least let him have a little bit of a childhood moment. Mm-hmm. And he would have eaten that five to a minute, five seconds to a minute up. You know, it's yeah. like... So one one line that I actually liked, not not and please don't take this the wrong way. I did love this movie. It will it will be on when T gets a little older and starts getting into swash, swashbucklers and pirates. The fact that the mom actually sat Wendy down and said, "Think of all the things the world would miss if you were not here to do." It's it's almost a throwaway line, but it resonates. So profoundly, especially with me this last year and my complete 180 on my career change. So I had to rewind it to actually make sure that I got that one line down properly. Does anyone have anything else that was me? Um, I mean, I think we, or for the most part, everything was covered. Um, one thing I was a little confused on with Hook being a former lost boy and, like, when he got to his old room in that castle, it's like, why did he know where to go look? Mm-hmm. 
for Peter Pan. Like it had, he had to listen for uh, what well, was Wendy singing, right? That kind of drew him in. Mm-hmm. And then like suddenly he gets up there and he's in his old room, and he's like he has the line. It's like, yeah, you were very good at hiding, Peter, but I was very good at seeking. And that's when he like turns around and does the swipe. It's like, did he just kind of forget where that castle was? And then it took him to get there to rejog his memory. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's kind of like if you grow up, you forget your childhood. That might be why, why it took Wendy's singing the, um, lullaby, which seemed to be a common theme that that was the one thing that tied everybody together because that was part of what brought Peter to the house. All of that plus the fact that he lived there for the time that he wasn't a lost boy. And then Hook with his remembrance of the lullaby and then asking what it was. Yeah. Kyra, you got anything that's that was missed? Um, I don't. I really didn't take a lot of notes through this. Um, I was just kind of along for the ride. Um. <laughs> And I guess nothing really stuck out besides the things I already said. I mean, yeah, I got nothing. Well, seeing as how this is a Disney remake of a Disney movie, we're we're not going to answer the three questions just because. I mean, obviously, this would this has cultural relevance because it's been remade how many times now? Three at least, or two at least, with the 2003 non-Disney version. Yeah, I mean, Hook is non-Disney as well. Which kind of makes me sad. But honestly, with you, while I was watching this one, I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, I kind of just want to watch Hook now. <laughs> like, like, I did enjoy this, but at the same time, I'm just watching, like, anytime I go to Neverland in these movies, I'm like, I just want to watch Robin Williams play an adult Peter yeah. Pan. Yeah, I love that movie. That's great. All right, and then, uh, of course, is this mirrored in culture? Well, with it being the remake of a remake of a remake, this definitely still is mirrored. You still have people being named Wendy and Peter in everyday life. So it also fits into today's society. Now, one thing that Cliff actually asked before we came on the air was, why are we actually doing this movie? Instead of going on to our next movie, which happens to be a tearjerker called Amy that no one had heard of prior to, well, I can't say no one. Kyra and I had never heard of this movie prior to actually sobbing through most. I've never heard of it, so now i got to watch it. But with it being a new Disney Plus release, we figure we'll sprinkle in some of the new goodness to keep you coming back to listen to the stuff that's old and that you haven't watched. So that way it'll help to sweeten the pot, as it were. Because I think the... The last Old School Saturday was actually one of the first Disney Plus movies with it being Safety, the Clemson story. And talk about a movie that'll make you tear up. But, um, well, if neither of y'all have anything, I'm going to go ahead and stick a hook in this one. (laughs) And tell everybody that if you have comments, if I made a mistake... You can write us at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. Of course, the DMP stands for Disney Plus Movie Podcast. We will be back next week with another Old School Saturday. Or, no, actually, Old School Saturday was last week. We will be back next week with an all-new episode where we are covering the movie that we have just discussed, Amy. So that is your homework. And 
Until we speak again, stay safe, stay hungry, and watch out for the other 38 rules of being on the pirate ship. Talk to y'all later. Alright, let me turn this off and get... Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. It's time to drift away, my loves, and dream of cooling turtle doves. For when I turn to switch the light, I know you'll grow up overnight. Grown up now